It's time for your Low Country Real Estate Market Update. It's the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. Brian is one of the top 1% real estate agents in Charleston. Find him online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. Now, broadcasting from the WTMA studios, here's your host, Brian Beatty. Good morning, Charleston, and welcome to another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. You know, it's kind of crazy to think that uh, next year will be my 10th year on this program, helping provide you with an understanding of the real estate market. I share my experiences as somebody that's been in the market for 17 years here locally. I've sold over 1,200 homes, about a billion dollars in real estate represented. And I share my experiences with you to help you better understand what's happening in the market, the trends within it. And then I talk a lot about the process of buying, selling, investing in real estate. So you're an informed consumer. You know, the the average person goes through a few transactions in their lifetime. And as those transactions, you know, build upon one another and the knowledge base builds upon itself, uh, usually a little later on in life, you kind of get the hang of things. Well, I want to try and accelerate that as much as possible. I want to help you understand the real estate market, and I want to help you understand how to operate within it so that you're an informed consumer, you make great choices, and you're really happy with the process at the end of the day. So uh, that's what this show is all about. Now, today is a bit of a special episode. We do this every year. Uh, We talk about what we think is going to happen in the next year. Now, the next show that we do, we'll talk about what happened in 2022. This year, we'll do a, a, a market recap And uh, gosh, there's so much to talk about and frankly, so many different directions that I could go in in terms of my opinion on on what's going to happen in this real estate market. And that's the real challenge right now. And that's why we have so much, uh, well, there's such a lack of movement in the market. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. A lot of real real estate agents are included in that group of people. So I want to talk about a few different kind of sections that influence the market, whether it be interest rates or sales or inventory or pricing or affordability, um, all those great things. So we're going to talk about that in in great detail today. But before I get into that, I know a lot of folks are intending on moving next year. They've, they've got their plans uh, or at least a, a rough idea of, of when they want to move and where they want to go. If you've not let yet selected a real estate agent, I'd love the opportunity to earn your business. Um, my number, my personal number, it'll come straight to me, is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. So you can call or text that number if you want to have a, a private conversation with me. Or you can go online. You can you know check out my company and our team and what we are, uh, what we do, what we sell, how we sell it. Uh, there's a ton of great content on there uh, that's just informational in nature. And of course, you can click on the radio show tab and you can be taken to a link to either our YouTube page, which has uh, over 600 videos, I think, uh, maybe over 700 now. And and I'll also tell you this, it's really hard to find a podcast that focuses on the consumer. So much of what's out there revolves around real estate agents and their business or investing in real estate. There's very little information out there on the process of buying and selling a home and what's going on in in the actual 
market and how you as an everyday buyer and seller of real estate can use that information to your advantage. So that's one of the great reasons why we do this show uh, is to help inform you. Now, again, 843-800-0065 is my number or check us out online, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. So uh, without any further ado, let's get into this discussion about what we think is going to happen in the real estate market next year. And it's been really interesting over the past few months to watch the opinions change by the quote unquote experts that folks rely on to, you know, kind of gauge which direction the market is going. And so I want to talk about a few different scenarios today. Uh, Like as an example, with interest rates, you know, it's, it's been very challenging to uh, figure out what's going to happen with interest rates other than what we know from you know, news coming out of like the Fed saying, hey, we're going to we're going to hike up rates. And they did. Now, the question is, are we going higher? Are we staying where we are? Are we going lower? Well, let me I want to present three different scenarios here. In scenario one, inflation continues to remain high, forcing the Fed to raise interest rates repeatedly, right? Like they've been doing all year. This means that mortgage rates will keep climbing. It could go past eight percent, eight and a half percent. So that's one scenario. Scenario two is that the consumer price index responds to the Fed's rate hikes. And and there's kind of a gradual deceleration of inflation, causing mortgage rates to kind of stabilize somewhere around 7%, maybe 7.5% for next year. Scenario number three is that the Fed raises rates repeatedly to curb inflation like they've done. The economy falls into a recession, and then we could see interest rates drop. Maybe they drop to, say, 5%. So it's, there's, there's some factors there that uh, we're unsure which direction we're, we're, we're headed. Uh, what I can tell you is that the increase in interest rates has accomplished what I think they set out to do, which is destroy demand to level the playing field. I mean, if you really think about it, because we're going to talk about stats and we're going to talk about things on a national level, and then I'm going to talk more about local real estate, because let's be honest, all real estate is local. What's happening in Boise, Idaho makes no difference to you here in Charleston, South Carolina, or what's happening to Los Angeles is not the same as what's going to happen to our market. So there is no such thing as a national real estate market, in my opinion, but we still need to have a general understanding of what's happening uh, so that we can then apply that to our local little corner of the world. So uh, when we look at inventory as an example you know we've talked about interest rates now let's talk a little bit about inventory the number of homes for sale there are a few different opinions out there on what's going to happen to inventory a shortage of homes frankly has helped fuel uh, this crazy market that we've experienced for the past few years but there are you know again there are some differing opinions and projections for next year as it relates to inventory i mean if you look before the housing crash of 2008 inventory peaked at like a 13 month supply nationwide, which is about twice as much as what we would label a healthy market where you've got about six months supply of inventory. Meaning if nothing else hit the market in about six months, we would sell out of all inventory, right? Obviously that's not going to happen, but uh, that's what they kind of label as a healthy, normal balanced market. There's no real upward or downward pressure on supply, demand, pricing things basically just, increase in line with inflation. 
right? So today we have, depending upon which market you're looking in, you've got a one to three month ish supply of inventory, which is about half of what we need. Current homeowners are frankly unlikely to trade in their 3% mortgage for a home with a 7% mortgage unless they absolutely have to, or there's a really good reason for them to want to move, or frankly, they can just afford to do it. You know, that they've they've done well through the pandemic and it's time for them to to upgrade. But for a large portion of the population, that's just not going to happen. And on top of that, builders uh, have scaled back on housing starts for the past several months. So that, that means that we're not likely to see a huge boost in supply, especially from the new construction side, anytime soon. But, you know, depending upon who you ask, others are saying that supply is going to increase next year uh, because homes will become even more affordable due to high interest rates and a lack of wages keeping up with the cost of housing. You know, there's there there are a lot of people out there that have lived in their home for, you know, let's call it 10 years. Their income hasn't changed all that much. Maybe they're on fixed income, but they've built a massive amount of equity. And they're saying, you know what? Now's the time. Let's cash out. Let's simplify our lives or let's move somewhere else. And you've got a lot of folks here, especially locally, that are saying, you know, this is not the Charleston that I have grown to love over the past 10, 20, 30, 50 years, how long they've lived here. And so they're saying, all right, well, uh, this this is a completely different area than what I uh, fell in love with. It's time to cash out and maybe move to uh, kind of like one of the like the, the bordering areas of, of Charleston. Maybe they go out to Alwanda or they go to Hollywood or they uh, just find some place with a little more peace and quiet rather than the hustle bustle of, say, the middle of Mount Pleasant. Right? So... What that does is that impacts uh, really everything. But let's look at affordability for a second. You know, will homes continue to remain financially out of reach for a lot of purchasers next year? Uh, or will it be a little bit better? Will, will the scenario in which you go and buy a home be a little more favorable for a buyer? Well, I can tell you right now that we're already seeing sellers adjusting their listing prices and their mentality as if we are headed into a buyer's market and a classic uh, example or or an example that I just came across yesterday was I was running a search for somebody, you know, an old fishing buddy of mine referred me to someone that's moving to the area. So we chat, learn more about what she's looking for. And in the area and price range that she can afford, I pulled a list of about 30 homes and I said, Hey, here's, Here's the initial list. Here's literally everything available. Let's take a look. Let's tell me what you like, what you don't like. I don't want to exclude anything yet. I just want to gain a better understanding of, of, of what you like and what you don't like so that I can then start editing my search from there based on that feedback. And what was really interesting is that in that list of about 30 homes, at least 10 of them had language in the listing about the seller being motivated or being open to offers or being negotiable or you know there was one that said seller needs to sell 6 months ago or in the beginning of this year you would never have seen that kind of language because 
that property would have sold in a few days regardless. It would have been more than likely a, a bidding war like so many people were used to. But as interest rates have gone up along with home prices and wages haven't kept in line with that, we've had an affordability issue and it's been getting worse and worse and worse over time. So if inflation pressures ease and we see a meaningful pullback in mortgage rates next year, that's going to ease some of the strain on on some of these buyers, but only a little bit. Prices are still going to be fairly steady, in my opinion. I don't think we're going to see a massive drop in prices because of the fact that we we just don't have enough inventory. Now, if inventory doubles or triples or quadruples, which I, I don't see happening, but I suppose it could, then yeah, we're, we're, we're going to have more affordability. We're going to have more of a buyer's market uh, and prices will come down. But as it stands right now, it looks to me as though um, home prices are going to stay fairly steady. They will probably come down a few percentage points in, in total, right across the board. But I'm going to provide a slight edit to that opinion based on different types of markets. And we're going to get into that in just a second, but back to affordability, you know, I don't think home prices are going to fall kind of proportionally. If any, any fall in prices will not be enough to offset the rising interest rate and its contribution to the monthly payment. I think as a result, homes may even seem less affordable. Again, it's going to depend on which of the three scenarios uh, we experience as it relates to interest rates. Are they going to go up, stay the same or come down? But obviously the the impact of of higher interest rates and lower home prices next year, they're going to kind of cancel each other out. Overall, home affordability won't change all that dramatically unless one of those scales tips very heavily, right? Inventory uh, or interest rates. So I think it's really important to understand that this opinion that I'm providing is more of a national opinion. It's a global opinion. Uh, it's a macro opinion, if you will. What we need to understand is that real estate is local. It's hyper-local. And so I want to talk about a few different types of markets and how they are impacted as markets change. And we're going to do that when we come back. But I would like to suggest, if you're thinking of making a move next year, or maybe you're an investor and, and you've, you're, you're cash heavy right now, or you want to become an investor. There might be some interesting opportunities for you. We're going to talk more about that side of the equation as well. But if you'd like to reach out to me and you have some questions, you want to just have a chat about your specific scenario, we'll try and make sense out of the market, the direction, and, and how to take advantage of it, then please give me a call, 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or check us out online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show right here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Hear the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show every Saturday morning at 9 and each Sunday morning at 10 on 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Expert 
news and views on the low country real estate scene. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on 1250 WTMA. Welcome back, folks, to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I'm, of course, your host, Brian Beatty. Thanks again for joining us. We're talking about what we think is going to happen in the real estate market next year. And it's a bit of a slippery slope, if I'm being honest. It's with, with all of the changes that we've experienced and with the volatility that we've grown used to, it, it might almost be categorized to some as foolish to talk about what might happen next year because there are so many variables uh, at play here. But uh, we're going to do the best we can. We're going to try and help you understand, uh, you know, from my perspective as somebody that's you know, been doing this for 17 years, that follows the market extremely closely uh, and and I think have have a pretty good grasp on what's happening here locally, based on you know the fact that I've sold over twelve hundred homes and about a billion dollars worth of real estate. I, I want you guys to have some level of confidence with what's going to happen next year, which might influence your plans if you're thinking of buying, selling, or investing in real estate. And you know, from your perspective, you want to absorb as much information as you can from different sources, right? I'm not the end all be all for what's happening in Charleston real estate or the real estate market in general. Um, so it's good to diversify, but just be careful with the, uh, I guess, source of information. And I'm, I'll just, before we get into some more particulars about what's going on in the market and, and how we need to absorb this information to shape our understanding of the market, uh, I do first just want to say that I think next year is going to be kind of, a, I don't know, boring real estate market, lukewarm in comparison to what we've been used to. Uh, but I think it it makes sense for us to categorize the COVID real estate market as an anomaly, right? We haven't seen anything like that before in our documented history, literally. So for us to compare what's going to happen next year to, say, the beginning of this year is worth having the discussion, but it's, you know, what happened over the past two years was, was so far outside of reality, uh, long-term that, I mean, and I get it. We all have kind of short-term memories. We all want to say, well, you know, this time last year I could have bought that home and it would have been, you know, 60% less per month than what I'm paying now. Well, I, I get that. And that's a valid point, but I think that we need to just kiss that market and that scenario goodbye. I just don't see that happening again anytime soon. So moving forward, we need to have an understanding of what we think is going to go on in the real estate market. And and what I want to say is all real estate is local. You know, what we were talking about last segment was more of a national perspective on what's going to happen in the real estate market. Uh, and, and, Throughout that, I was mentioning that if, if you have some questions about your specific market, your area, your price range, what you intend to accomplish next year as it relates it relates to real estate, then let's have a conversation. Let's start that preparation. Uh, my number is 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065. That's my personal cell, so you can call or text that. Or if you'd like, you can contact us through our website, listingsincharleston.com. That's listings in charleston.com or you can send me an email brian at brian team.com but first of all there are over 400 
metropolitan statistical areas, right? Big markets. There are over 3,100 counties. There are over 9,000 cities in America. So there's no such thing as a national real estate market, honestly. I think what we need to do is categorize different locations and, and the markets that they typically experience, whether it be a linear market, cyclical market, or a hybrid market. And this is kind of the first time I've, I've mentioned this on this program, but let me, let me kind of break that down for you. Let me unpackage that a little bit for you. So linear market is more of the, um, you know, I'd say boring, but more just like the flyover states, right? Um, they're not usually the markets or the states that are making headlines. They are typically characterized by low land value, high improvement value. Because when you buy real estate, you're buying two things. You're buying the land and the improvements that are on that land. So in a linear market, when things are going really well, land value jumps way up. But when the market softens, so does the land value. But the value of the improvements on the land doesn't really drop that much. I mean, it was common after the housing crash to see deals go through that were below the cost of construction. And I don't think we're going to be even close to that kind of market moving forward. But if you think about it, the materials used in homes are traded globally. They are not attached to any one currency and everybody needs it because we as human beings need three basic things, right? Food, clothing, and shelter. So the cost of the materials sets a bit of a a baseline or a floor, if you will, for values, which is why real estate doesn't go to zero. So in these linear markets, the, the ones that aren't really making you know, headlines, when, when the market goes up, the value of the land goes up. When the market goes down, the value of the land goes down, but the, the value of the improvements don't change as much. Think about like, you know, I don't know if you guys see these types of things or not, but Obviously, all of my social media is full of real estate related stuff. And so you'll see these videos of look at what $500,000 gets you in, you know, fill in the blank Texas. And it's like a 5,000 square foot, beautiful, brand new home. Well, that's a linear market. The land costs next to nothing. All of the value is in the improvements that are on that land. So as an investor, it might make sense for you to invest in linear markets where the land value is low and improvement value is high as a ratio to kind of help offset your risk. But a cyclical market is the exact opposite. There's a, they're usually the markets that are on the coast, right? Los Angeles, perfect example. The land value is through the roof and the improvements in comparison to the land value is, is relatively low. That's why a two-bedroom, one-bathroom shoebox costs a million dollars in, in Los Angeles. And, and, you know, I'd say the same could be said to an extent about Charleston, although I would characterize us as kind of somewhere between a linear and a cyclical market, which would be a hybrid market. And that's because of the diversity in real estate types and, and the associated values that we have here in Charleston. I mean, we have within a 45 minute drive of downtown Charleston, we have all different types of properties. We have downtown historic properties. We have beachfront properties. We have waterfront properties. You know, we've got equestrian properties. We have, I mean, fill in the blank. We've got it. So if you compare 
a linear market to a cyclical market, cyclical markets just get, they get hit a little harder than linear markets. And part of that is due to the affordability associated with those markets. As an example, like if I, if I compare the cash flow analysis that I would do for, you know, the investors that we work with, because we also own a, a property management company to provide you know, turnkey service to our investor clients or to folks that just, Hey, we're, we're moving out of the area, but we don't want to sell our home. We want to have it professionally managed. My property manager was, uh, he's got over 25 years of experience. He's an incredible guy. And, uh, our, our property management company was built by investors, me for investors, me and others, um, to maximize cash flow and to maintain the asset so that we maintain value. But anyways, if we're looking at a cash flow analysis from one year ago versus six months ago versus one month ago, they look significantly different. You know, cap rates or cash on cash return are being compressed across the country because of the cost of debt, right? And we need to remember that real estate, by and large, is a credit-based asset class. So when the cost of debt goes up, deals just look less attractive. But, you know, the the question is in comparison to to what? You know, we're talking about real estate investing or or investing in general. And and there's always the opportunity cost associated with investing in one vehicle or asset class versus everything else. I mean, we all know how volatile the stock market is right now and has been. And there are a lot of people that have some, you know, extra money in their pocket trying to figure out what to do with it. So for the folks that are cash heavy, it's just a a chase for yield, but it also depends on their propensity for risk. Like as an example, is right now a really good market to start flipping properties? Unless you have a lot of experience in flipping homes and you have your processes and your people down packed, then the answer is going to be no for an overwhelming majority of people. There's too much risk and we're not entirely sure whether prices are going to go down and if so, by how much, and that's just the reality. So unless you're going after home run deals, which are few and far between and everybody else wants them, then flipping might not be the answer, but what about buying a cash flowing property? If we're comparing what we can get right now to what we could have gotten a year ago, we're it's an exercise in futility. It doesn't matter because we have to deal with the here and now and we have to compare what return on our investment looks like now in real estate versus everything else. And I'm here to tell you that in most instances, real estate investing is going to make sense for cash flowing property for a lot of people, especially if you have cash. The challenge is, of course, that affordability is so darn high that it just makes just about everything look unattractive, especially if you're comparing it to the deals that were being done at the beginning of the year or, or even last year. So when we talk about the fact that real estate is local and the fact that we have so many different types of real estate classes, right, everything from beachfront to equestrian and everything in between, we it's it's appropriate to say that we have linear and cyclical and hybrid markets just within, you know, a 45 minute drive of downtown Charleston. Those markets are going to behave differently from one another 
for different reasons. But it also makes sense to understand what's happening at a regional and national level because we're a destination market. People are moving here from other areas of the country and world. So it makes sense to understand what's going to happen to them when they go to sell their house and then how that plays into their ability to purchase whatever it is they want to buy here locally. The good news is there's a lot of equity in this nation, in this region, in this little corner of the world in Charleston, South Carolina. We have a lot of it in most instances, except for those that may be bought over the course of the past few months, which isn't a ton because we've seen sales go down, closings go down for nine months in a row now when we compare it to the same month last year. And, I, and, and we're going to expect that to continue for a few more months. But um, when we look at, let's say, a second home market, and we look at the cost associated with purchasing one of those properties, unless they have cash, um, it's not going to look all that attractive to a buyer, which means that market's going to soften quicker than one of the necessity-based markets or entry-level markets because those, those markets just move quicker. There are more people that can afford homes within it. There are more transactions within it. Uh, and they're a little more stable. It's a need versus want mentality. Which means that this year coming up, I think there are going to be some interesting purchasing opportunities for buyers. Uh, I think, I mean, again, you're already starting to see sellers take advantage of this little shift in the market that we've experienced over the past few months, get ahead of it, and get out before things get potentially worse. And that's, you know, for, for, I got licensed in 2006. And so I saw, I've seen a full market cycle and I can tell you the people that were proactive and the people that researched markets, the people that were informed consumers were the people that fared better than those that just kind of buried their head in their sand, hoped that things got better. It didn't. Um, and they ended up losing money as a result. Now, I'm not saying that everyone listening to this program or everyone in the country should sell their house and buy another right now, because at the end of the day, everybody has 2 to 3% interest rates. I mean, what is the real incentive to, to move right now into a 7% interest rate home if you've got 2 to 3% as a fixed mortgage for the next few decades? That's the problem. That's the challenge. And that's the tipping point. If more people put their home on the market, then we'll see prices soften. If they stay right around where they are, then prices will soften. They'll soften a little bit, but we're not going to see that you know double-digit decrease likely in prices that some people are promising. Um, and a lot of that's because look, people want ratings, they want reviews, they want views, they want comments, they want to get paid by YouTube or whatever. And in order for that to happen, they have to put content out there that's so polarizing. And so catchy and so buzzy that people just have to watch it to see what's going on. But I think the person that's educated in this market that has sold real estate in it before understands that we're just returning to some normalcy. If we're comparing it to what's happened over the past two years, then we're going to make ourselves go crazy. Okay. We were all driving a hundred miles an hour. Now we're just going to be doing the speed limit and that's not such a bad thing. Okay. So when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation right here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. But if you want to reach out to me, you want to have a conversation about 
what you're thinking of accomplishing next year. Uh, you want to talk about buying your home, selling your home. Uh, we've got multiple different uh, commission rate structures. We have incentives for just about any scenario out there. Uh, we want you guys to win in your transaction. We want you to earn money in your transaction rather than save it. Uh, you know, we, we, we want to do everything we can to improve the quality of your transaction and put a little extra money in your pocket in the process. We do that through experience and through the incentives that we offer. So if you'd like to learn more about that, 843-800-0065, 843-800-0065, or go to our website, listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Stick around, folks, for more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. More stimulating talk on real estate matters with Brian Beatty. Next on 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. Now, here's more of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA. All right, welcome back, folks, to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show. As it continues here on The Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I always like to take a, a few minutes and just um, tell you how much I appreciate those of you that listen to this program. I, it's surreal almost that next year marks a, a decade of being on this program, helping you guys better understand the real estate market by sharing my experiencing my experiences rather um, as somebody that does this every day and will continue to do this every day. You know, I love real estate as I'm hoping some of you can tell some some longtime listeners of the show know my my passion for this business and for helping people. Uh, and I just appreciate those of you that that listen to this show and rely on the information within it to just help shape your understanding of the market and the process uh, so that you become an informed consumer. So thank you for that. Um, If I can help you in any way, it doesn't have to be, you know, Hey, I want to buy or sell or invest in real estate, or I have a property I want to manage. Maybe you just need some help. Uh, Maybe you need a good contractor. Um, Whatever I can do to, to help you, uh, please don't hesitate to give me a call or text me 843-800- 0065. That's 843-800-0065. Or we've got a ton of resources on our website that you can check out. Listingsincharleston.com is the website. That's listingsincharleston.com. Where you can also learn some more about my incentives. And I figured I'd just, I'd, I'd talk with you for a few minutes about just incentives in real estate in general. And whether it be, you know, reduced commission or there are some agents out there that charge more than normal commission, that the question is, what am I getting for what I'm paying, right? Is it going to put more money in my pocket or if I'm going to save money by going with a lower priced agent, am I willing to deal with the frustrations or the lack of marketing or the lack of results that sometimes come along with that. Now, what I would say is, you know, if, if we're at the beginning of the year, this year, and the market is red hot, and basically any property that hits the market is sold within a few days, then, yeah, more power to you. Go save some money on the commission because of the reduction in expenses an agent occur in, incurs to market that property and find buyers. So that would have been a, a pretty viable option for a lot of people. Now, experience really matters. Marketing really matters. We are talking about positioning your home against others 
to not only get the buyer to make an offer on your home, but also negotiate a deal that nets more money for you than you might get with another agent that's less experienced, especially when it comes to dealing with this kind of market. We haven't seen this kind of market in several years. and There are plenty of agents in this market that haven't either. Not to say that they can't do a good job for you, but you can't contest the fact that they don't have a track record because they haven't experienced this kind of market. So it depends on what sort of incentive, frankly, uh, grabs your attention. Maybe it's, you know, if I can't sell your home, I'll buy it or I'll get you a guaranteed offer within 24 hours. Again, when we look at the beginning of the year, our market was full of investors. I know because we represented hedge funds that would go out and purchase properties for cash for full price, no appraisal, no inspection at reduced commissions to the sellers. It was an awesome scenario for a seller. No showings, no marketing, no people going in and out of their house. And they got full price, no appraisal, no home inspection. It was basically a guarantee. Well, now those hedge funds have pulled out of the market by large. And you're left with the good old investor that wants to buy your property for 20, 30, 40% off. And if that's something that's viable, if that's really what you want, then there are plenty of options out there that exist for that. Heck, I'd like to throw my hat in there uh, as, as somebody that would be love. I'd love to buy your property for 30% off. Don't get me wrong. Most people don't want that though. What they want is um, they want somebody that's going to say, Hey, here is everything that I'm going to do for you. Here's how I'm going to go above and beyond, be proactive. And when you hire me, these are the incentives that you receive as a result. Like as an example for us, if you sell a home and buy another in the same area, uh, I mean, locally, then we'll pay your moving expenses. We've got commission incentives that go all the way down to 2.4% if you'd like. You know, if you buy a home with us and, and you need to sell it within the first year, we won't charge any commission to sell it. So there, there are incentives like that that are just our way of saying thank you for hiring us, but we need to provide you with results, right? We need to help you earn that that money associated with your transaction, whether it's a purchase or a sale. So I think incentives in real estate, I mean, they've been around for ages and ages and ages. Um, just, I guess, be careful with some of the foot in the door techniques or kind of bait and switch techniques that some agents use uh, so that they can then just say, oh, well, if that doesn't work for you, then let's just do things the old fashioned way. Pay me a 6% commission and let's be on our way and let's get you sold and blah, 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 blah. Look for incentives that really matter to your bottom line that are realistic and that are going to be used rather than a uh, carrot being dangled to just get you to contact them. So um, I want to talk for just a little bit more about uh, the state of the market I want to talk about some price reductions and some homes that might not be selling as quickly as folks think they should be and what you can do about that. So stick around for the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Remember, if you want to reach out to me, you want to learn more about our incentives or just have a conversation that's real estate related, my number is 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065 or go to listingsincharleston.com. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. Have a real estate question? Ask Brian Beatty. Send him an email, lowcountryhomesales at gmail.com. The Brian Beatty Real Estate Show is on 1250 WTMA. 1250 WTMA. 
You're listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. Welcome back, folks, to the last few minutes of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show here on the Big Talker, 1250 WTMA and WTMA.com. I think one of the last things I want to mention is that there are going to be plenty of folks that are, you know, they wake up after, you know, New Year's and maybe they're doing some shopping for homes online. They've got the day off work. Some folks are going to realize that a significant portion of what was for sale a few days ago is no longer for sale, right? Every year at the first of the year, we've got about somewhere between 10 and 20% of the inventory available for sale just kind of disappears overnight. And I know I've mentioned this on this program before, but the reason for that is real estate agents write their listing agreements between them and their seller to expire at the end of the year. So you're going to see a large portion of listings disappear overnight on the, on January 1st in an environment, of course, where we have low inventory to begin with. And then of course, those sellers will kind of trickle in over the next few weeks or months as they relist their property for sale, sometimes with the same agent, sometimes with a different agent, sometimes they're just fed up with agents in general and they try to sell it on their own. But whatever the case might be, we're going to see inventory dip down for the first probably month of 2023 before those listings get back on the market. But what's always interesting to me uh, is that people choose not to list their property for sale in December or January because of the preconceived notion that it's just not as busy and it's not as good as the spring months. Well, to an extent that's true, there's certainly more activity in the spring and summer months, but there's also a lot more competition. I think you need to take two main things into consideration. Number one is, of course, the seasonality of the market. Yes, it exists. There are people that just don't want to move during the holidays. I get it, right? They don't have to move. They'd like to transact. But hey, at the same time, if the right property hit the market, nothing's stopping them from moving forward, especially now. I mean, you're not going to move in until February anyways. But I always find this time of year that although the quantity is lower, the quality is higher. Let's be honest. There aren't many people out there that willingly list their property for sale or take time out of their, you know, their, their time off to go and shop for real estate. If they're not going to transact, if they're not serious about it, of course, you're always going to have some tire kickers. And that's why we pre-qualify our showings, right? Especially for folks that live in the home. If you work from home and you know, you've got to pack up the car with your kids and your dog and disappear for an hour after having already cleaned up your home to get it ready for someone to see, it's going to get really frustrating when you learn that the feedback from the buyer said, well, it's a beautiful home, but we're not going to move for another year. I mean, it's just total waste of time. So obviously you need to be protective of your time. That is something your real estate agent should be doing for you, which is why you want to interview your agents. You really want to understand what it is they're going to be doing from a marketing perspective How are they proactively finding buyers for your home? Show me. Show me how you're going to do that. Don't just tell me. And then what does communication look like with us? Um, You know, what can we expect as it relates to our working relationship? And what's going to be the game plan if we hit the market and we don't have the kind of traction that we think we're going to have? What if the market gets worse? What's our game plan? 
those all of these things need to be discussed with your real estate agent and they need to be able to very clearly articulate a game plan given scenario one, two, three, X, Y, Z. The benefit I think in, in working with me is that I've seen a full market cycle. I rose to the top of the market when the market crashed and have been there ever since. And so I, I provide you with, uh, I think some experience that a lot of agents in this market just don't have yet and nothing against them. It's just the reality. They just haven't sold real estate in this kind of a market before. So if you're looking to work with somebody that truly is experienced, that understands how to position your property to sell and net the most money, given some of the different scenarios or, or different incentives that we offer, then I'd love to earn your business. Feel free to give me a call, 843-800-0065. That's 843-800-0065. Check us out online at listingsincharleston.com and enjoy your holidays. Thanks for listening to the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show on the Big Talker 1250 WTMA. Join us for another edition of the Brian Beatty Real Estate Show next Saturday morning at 9 and Sunday morning at 10. Contact Brian Beatty online at listingsincharleston.com. That's listingsincharleston.com. Or call him at 843-400-8009. That's 843-400-8009.